Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, coming to you from the 2023 Moon Tower Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. My sometime co-hosts, Ms. Purrington and Mookie, are resting at home. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, we bring you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, a festivals page, an FPIA page where you can see the history of the contest, and you'll find all the best comedy shows on our events pages for Austin, Houston, and DFW. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, click Submit a Show at the top of our homepage to complete the short survey. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook at Comedy Wham. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Now let's get back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the comedy scene as fascinating offstage as it is on stage. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, we are recording live on location at the Driscoll Hotel. Let's pray that we don't get flagged for the music being piped in. Uh, Our guest today was our fourth guest ever on the podcast, and it was the first and only time that I did a spit take that almost destroyed my recording gear. We had him back on location from his new home in New York City five years ago when he was still working open mics and shows and was starting to pick up momentum. He was a 2017 New Faces pick at Just for Laughs. He's been a writer for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He had one of my favorite cameos on the hit Hulu show, This Fool, as the innocent uh, Julio Tambien, which is a great name. Uh, You've heard him on the National Lampoon's Radio Hour. There's more. There's more. I'm reading more. Uh, His stand-up set on Jimmy Kimmel Live is one of my favorite late-night sets ever. I'm so thrilled to have him back in Austin, even if it's just for a few days. Welcome back. Comedy Man presents Martin Urbano. Great intro. Who's the first guest? Uh, the Sure Thing guys. Oh. And every together. Together. Duncan and Brendan. Duncan and Brendan. And uh, I try every anniversary to have one or both of them back on in some way. The, the one or two years that I didn't, I always make a joke of this. It's not mean-spirited at all, but Brendan gave me shit for the <laughs> year that I skipped <laughs> inviting them. So, yeah. How are they doing? Uh, I mean, it's still running. It's now a paid show. You must have, yeah, because the pandemic really... They, they lost the Austin Java location sure. because it shut down oh, the, well, okay, got completely. You. And then they were trying to find a new venue, and then the pandemic hit. Or no, the pandemic, they, they landed at Fallout, mm-hmm. and they, they lost their whole cachet of being a free show. They started sure. charging, but they, it stuck. Time. It stuck. And then the good. pandemic, they went on pause. But yeah, it's still going. They argued that it's, their, it's the longest-running running showcase so yeah I remember I when mean, I first moved here 2011 10, 12 yeah wow yeah. crazy times I know and now you're in New York and mm-hmm. so are we gonna see I'm just gonna cut straight to the chase are we gonna see Julio Tambien come back are I you allowed filmed, to say I just filmed season two <gasps> yay cause yeah. I was wondering cause when so, so if anybody hasn't watched the amazing This Fool on Hulu you come in as like a really small character. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two episodes? One episode. One this episode. This will be two. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, he's so great, but of course I'm biased. <laughs> and I'm like, how are they going to bring him back? But the, I'm happy to hear they are bringing you back. In one of the episodes, I'll be doing uh, about the same size uh-huh. of a role. And then in the other episode, it's, it gets crazy. Ooh. I'm excited about it. Nice, it's nice. Awesome. And they just picked up recording the second season, right? They just I, I finished. Think, oh, they just, they just finished. finished. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was on the last. I was the last scene of the last day. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Because they, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I know you cannot <laughs> no divulge anything. Right. 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 But it is. I'm, that's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. Um, that was a really high profile, you know, opportunity to land that. Are you? Is that? Are you starting to see the, the trickle effect and and picking up. No, <laughs> not yet. Not uh, yet. Not yet. I, I think I think probably after this one it'll be good to have like a little 
sizzle yeah yeah they they put me on camera for the tonight show despite other things about it but uh (laughs) you know so i think i'll have a nice little yeah very memorable uh spaceman yeah sketch people think i wrote that one i didn't write it really yeah they just wanted me to they like my my pretty little face Well, yeah, season two. It'll yeah. be good. Nice, nice. It'll be good. Well, a lot of people, so many people reached out to me about that show. Uh, so many people from from back home, back in Brownsville. Yeah. Like high school friends who I hadn't talked to in years. Oh, my god. Reached out and they're like, hey, we're just watching this show, this fool, and you came out. It's like the most anybody has ever reached out to me about what? anything I've ever done. <laughs> even bigger, even, even more than your Jimmy Kimmel said? More than Kimmel because... Kimmel was like, oh, people knew I was on it. That's why they watched it. Uh, this one, they were just like, we had no idea you were in it. And yeah. you came out and it, it was exciting for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. so awesome. Uh, I I usually have an icebreaker and uh, in a, in a closing question. I will reserve those for you at the end. We're just <laughs> you reserve the a... icebreaker? <laughs> and the closing question well, for the okay. end? Okay, all right, all right. So the icebreaker is one word to describe your past. And oh. and you actually did change yours. So originally, your your password was comedy. <laughs> and then in 2018, when you came back, uh, or when we recorded again, your password you changed it to hilarious. So <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stick with hilarious on that one. Stick with that one. Okay. That's pretty solid. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna. Uh, I stand by with whatever I said in 2018. <laughs> That's as far as I can. Uh, vouch for the things I said yeah (laughs) I got a chance to watch you I don't have any other planned questions because I consider you you know friend yeah I mean I don't I don't know if I have your cell number but you know I consider you a friend from knowing my cell number is (laughs) okay let's do it it's not the first time somebody's given their cell number really who was it who did Was it Rojo? It was Rojo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Rojo's great. Um, so we're just going to have a meandering conversation. Perfect. Um, I got to see your set during uh, Good Pollution. Yes. Which, when you were when you were in Austin, had Clara started comedy yet? Yes. Okay. All right. Under so I don't know if you ever... Name. Right, right. Um, okay. So... I, I have, I'm not meaning to turn this into a conversation about Claire. I just wanted to know if you knew because anybody that has watched her become, you know, such a powerful, mm-hmm. like with this good pollution, it's such a cool concept. It's so crazy and wild. Yeah. And it's so her. And compared to, you know, her early days as a comic, it's like night and day. Yeah, um, I mean, I do remember her being funny. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely remember her, but. Um, I've also heard good things since. Uh, whenever uh, Chris Gethard was here, uh-huh. did, did you see those shows? I, I don't saw? know that I did. Um, I can't remember where he did it, if it was in Cap City yeah. or at, uh, uh, it might have been a Creek in a Cave or something. Yeah. I don't know. He was here at some point. Yeah. And uh, I think Claire was opening for uh-huh. him and, and Chris uh, spoke very highly of her. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. That's yeah. cool. And she spoke very highly of me, which felt nice. <laughs> well, um, of course. Um, but what's cool is for a while and certainly um, one of the things that has happened with the Austin comedy scene post-pandemic it has radically changed and when you left I felt there was a real gap in the really weird oh, yeah? comedy really? yeah I don't know who else was doing super weird comedy hmm um I hate that I have seemed to lost my little posy picture because oh, no. I know for a while I was keeping that in a yeah. wallet or something because sure, sure. I remember watching you do that. I know Laura remembers watching you when you were doing the, you know, the, the pocket full of posy yes. bit. And That's a throwback joke. <laughs> I was just like I was rewatching um, one of Bo Burnham's specials. Uh-huh. I don't know. Are you are you a Bo Burnham fan? Have I haven't watched about? much. No, I, I'm I'm a big Bo Burnham fan. Yeah. Um, and I was I, I, so I'm gonna go to the Edinburgh Fringe Fre- Festival this year. First time. Uh, first time ever. I've been obsessed with it for a while, and I remember uh, Bo went there um, w- with one of his shows. I guess it was Words, Words, Words that special mm. that he did, 
and I had a great time and like won like a bunch of rewards and people loved it over there. So I was like, oh, let me watch his special again and see what the vibe of comedy was. And I was like, oh, I was like ripping him off completely when I was like living here in Austin. Like he has a bit where he has like a pocket full of something. You know, it's like, I mean, it's, you know, I did my own creative take on it or whatever, but it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So flash, <laughs> flash forward to watching you do a set. Sorry, my date's here. Oh. Very, very relevant to what I'm about to say. Because <laughs> you do have a joke about something along those lines. Um, getting to see you do a set uh, oh, yeah. the other night at Good Pollution, I had not... Cause did you see me in 2018? I don't think we did, right? We didn't see no, no, him no, do any, any shows. I don't think I had any shows. Yeah, so the last time that I've literally seen you do stand-up was before... Probably before he left FPIA so maybe I remember going to your going away oh that show. one yeah, yeah. I, there was like two, you had two shows in, in one night and I chased you from one to the other oh nice where was it at I, I remember I when it was one a kick butt. butt yeah and, and there must have been new movement I guess new movement at the time maybe maybe yeah that's what I'm thinking or spider house ballroom I can't remember oh, I feel like yeah. I, I don't think it was spider house yeah I think it was smaller, maybe. But anyway, yeah. so it's been like forever since I've seen you do stand up, and I'm pleased to report, uh, as as an official journalist. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nobody's clapping. Okay, fine. Um, that the 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 creepy weirdo factor is still 100% still there. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But like the the tightness and speed at which you deliver now, it's like. Oh wow! This is like pro comic level oh, now. Thanks. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. You know, I never really like. I was watching. Do you know uh, Emmy Blotnick? No. Are you familiar with Emmy Blotnick? Uh-uh. She's a very funny comedian out in New York, and I remember watching her maybe like last year sometime, and just being like, "Oh, this is like what a professional oh. looks like." Just like killing and making it look effortless and yeah. I was like that was huge for me to see because I mean I had seen professional comedians but usually sure. at the shows that I'm on they're like dicking around or whatever and she was like getting ready for like a late night set so it made extra sense why she was so polished but I was like oh this is what professional comedy looks like um, so I've been striving for that so yeah. it's good that I've, I'm giving the illusion <laughs> well even the, the, the Kimmel set was like you could it wasn't it was good but with what I saw yeah. at Good Pollution, it's like, oh, like this is really tight. It's yeah. a really good, Thanks. nice, solid set. Not the Kimmel was not. I'm not saying that. It was a, a wonderful debut were, that I'm very happy yeah. with how it turned out. But, yeah, and it's still I'm so very good. excited with the stuff I got going on now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you you know, one thing I loved about the Kimmel set, because I hadn't seen you since you left Austin, was you kept, you know, you Mad Libs bit, which was something that you, you did many a time mm-hmm. in Austin. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you still hang on to that bit, or is that something that you... I'll, I'll come back with my full hour, and you'll see what I've done with that oh, particular one. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Exciting. So uh, you've, you've just dropped the hint. So full hour, is this something in the works? Or is this what you're going to do I mean, it's, it's what I'm going to do at the Fringe, yeah, okay. yeah. And I've been going on the road, just start. Like, I hadn't really been on the road before. Yeah. Uh, like, I did, like, a Go Bananas one time in Cincinnati, and, like, that's, like, pretty much it, random <laughs> one-nighters and stuff. Yeah. But now I've kind of got, like, some dates together. I'll, I'll be in Chicago next weekend, cool. you know, doing, just did Vermont, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's like, I've been working on building an hour, taking it to Fringe, and then hopefully selling it somewhere. Yeah. Or just recording it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, um, Edinburgh is like takes over the entire town. The month of August is the comedy part, yes. right? Yes, uh, it's crazy. Scotland. Yeah. Are you nervous at all? Very, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked to like a lot of people about it. I kind of get varying opinions. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, people have been very positive. Uh, which makes me feel good, yeah. but it's still nerve-wracking. It's a big financial gamble. It's a big, yeah. you know, commitment. You know, a month and change. You know, like the week before and the week after are all going to be a part of it. You know, so it's like six weeks of just like being in that. Yeah. And not. I mean, I guess the idea is you maybe can kind of make money to start a successful run. What they say is you break even, mm. and it's like that's terrifying. <laughs> you know, that's scary. Yeah. But so. the credentials, you know, for some people, they they care that they're they're impressed by. Well, the the hope is I can I can finagle it into more UK dates and stuff, more yeah. overseas 
you know, get some press, get yeah. some eyes on it. Yeah. Well, have you heard about how the, the shows work? That, like, you're reviewed live... And they post reviews of your shows, like, yes. the day after, and that's, like, make or break. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, mean, I am very nervous. Yeah. But, um, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, how, how do you go about uh, creating a tour for yourself? I, I, I have... Uh, an agent. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Ooh. fun. Which I've had before, but this I had I at the beginning of pandemic, uh, my touring agent who was on uh, leave, medical leave, let's say, uh, was fired. And be at the because they're like we don't need a touring agent at the beginning, you know, yes. during pandemic. And then nobody told me. Oh god. Not not my agent, not the agency. No, but I found out through a friend like a month later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I kind of didn't like being here anyway. Like nobody really <laughs> communicated with me. And this is like the most obvious thing. So I left thing, them yeah. and then didn't have anybody until like November. And and with them, they kind of got yeah. me some, some dates. And now you'll have one forever because you're... If I if I keep doing well, that's the hope. That's the hope. What's this if? If I can, if if you know, it's a, it's a hard field. It's a hard field. A lot, plenty of good comedians have have uh, you know. Yeah. Stalled out, I suppose. Sure. And it could happen to me. Yeah. And I have to be aware of that. Yeah. But how I think did, I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> how how did you survive through the pandemic? Because as as you may have heard. Uh, New York, because I, I certainly heard, New York was completely shut down, mm-hmm. really hardcore about their lockdown, lockdown, which is why we inherited a lot of comics from across the country. Sure. Because Texas was like, hey. Well, especially L.A. I know a lot of L.A. L.A., I think, shut down at a level that was even, like, they didn't even come back until way after New York mm. came back. Some people say they haven't even fully come back yet. Oh, wow. But I think that's just the nature of how things have changed yeah. and the internet and TikTok, all that. You know, that's a whole different bag. Yeah. I mean, there were still, like, rooftop shows and, like, park shows yeah. uh, in, in New York, which I think in it lends itself to stuff like that. But I didn't really do any of those. I was yeah. like, I want to do it inside in a packed room with a bunch of people around me. Um, so I'm not going to do it. I'm, uh, once I pick something back up, I'm like, I want to just do it like crazy you know so I, yeah. I was like let me just wait so I, I didn't do it for like a full year and the way I survived was a little thing called unemployment <laughs> that was so awesome that was great Trump sent me a thousand dollars at one point that was Dang, cool tight. makes me happy I voted for him <laughs> well Martin that concludes uh, today's <laughs> uh, how did you create keep your creative juices going during that? For three months, I did nothing. Hmm. I, I was just like, you know, for less dramatic of a, you know, but like I was, oh, I, I can't do stand-up anymore. I was mourning the loss of being uh, able to do that potentially forever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to play video games all day for three months and I did and it was awesome but then I started doing like a you know the the zoom shows and stuff I was like my stand-up doesn't you know it's like I want to like build something specifically for this and I just don't feel like this is what I want to do but I was talking with a friend my friend Adam Gold and before pandemic started I was wanting to do a game show called who wants 269 that's all I had I was like I want to do game show 269 and so I talked to him about it, and then he kind of reached out to me in, like, June of, of 2020. It was like, hey, there's this there's this uh, group of people. They're called Planet Scum. They're, like, Chris Gethard fans. They were fans of, like, this other, like, public access project uh-huh. Chris was working on that I was – I did some, some of the amateur classes on it, like, you know, fake comedy classes. Um, and they're doing some Twitch shows, like some other people. Mary Houlihan was doing a show. Um, some, some other people were doing shows. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, that sounds fun. They get, they get like a few hundred lists, you know, viewers yeah. live on Twitch. It's like, okay, this seems like a fun thing to focus on. So just every week, I created, you know, a bunch of new trivia questions in my voice and yeah. created this thing and felt very 
um, happy to have something that occupied all of my time. Like, truly, it was just, like, that full week. I was, like, trying to come up with new games, trying to come up with new trivia, you know, so I'd have to, like, do the research, write the jokes. I'd want, like, a joke in the question and then, like, a joke uh, answer on, on letter D, you know, and yeah. I'd have to, like, book the people. So it kept me so busy. It was so much fun. Um that's that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, it really helped me learn how to write jokes even yeah. even better than I had before because I had to. Yeah, every Monday I had to. I mean, no one was holding me accountable. I could have totally just canceled and be like, I don't want to do it anymore. Sure. I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. How long did it run? Because I know it seemed like it ran for a healthy amount. Probably for about like almost a year. Yeah. But as soon as things started opening back up, I was like, oh, I got I don't have time for this. This is so much work. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as there was anything else available, I stopped. But yeah, that's fun. What what kind of shows do you do you do when you're were in New York and you're? Well, I guess this happens to a lot of people that are in New York when you're you've been on TV. Mm-hmm. Do you still just do the regular little showcases around town and sure, yeah, and hit up the open mics? I don't. I, I haven't done an open mic in. A, a, I guess a long time now, but um, yeah, if somebody books me for a show, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes. I've done some crappy shows, <laughs> um, but you know, so name I'll, them. Um, <laughs> there was one show at there's a place called the Brooklyn Comedy Collective, which uh-huh. I like. I like as a place, uh-huh. um, the BCC. And I remember going out like and just feeling like I'm so tired. I like really don't want to. The weather was horrible. I think it was like snowstorm out and I was like I guess I'm gonna go I, I should go to this place all the way in Brooklyn I just you know I, I live in Manhattan so I was like going over there and there were literally three people in the audience this was like this must have been in like December I guess and um, I regretted it <laughs> I regretted it but you know what I'll still I'll still do any show that anybody asks yeah. me yeah. as of now if I can yeah well and now you're motivated by preparing for the festival yeah, I'm trying to take advantage of all the stage time that's available. Yeah. I'm very lucky that people people like me out there. Yeah. I'm curious, since you did that game show and you've done sketches on a TV show, have mm. you are, is, is your show at Edinburgh going to be a mix or is it going to be straight stand-up? It's just a stand-up hour. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my stand-up for an hour. I, I'm, gonna, I'm working on a new game show mm. um, idea maybe trying to pitch it more in like the podcast space um but yeah no no i i just want to do an hour of stand-up and i i have you know you, you see my stuff it's like a little audience interaction in some yeah. parts i don't do that burger joke bit anymore but i have some other bits that are very reminiscent of that uh-huh. and um yeah yeah it's just stand-up then. just stand-up then the game show i like i like i think i'd make a good game show host so i'm like yeah. I'm, I'm still pushing for that yeah but i want to host like you know, Wheel of Fortune or something. Like, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Eventually, Pat will die. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, no, I, I... That one, Mental Samurai. Have you heard of that one? Uh-uh. Rob Lowe hosted one where it's like people get strapped into, like, a chair and it's like a theme park ride where, like, the, was like a, it's, the chair is attached to a crane in this sphere and on each like corner of the sphere there's like it's a history math you know science and that so they're in this they're strapped into this crane and they get like moved over to the history they're like uh, abraham lincoln and then they get moved over to the map up four you know it's uh the most fun huh. i i would love to do a reboot of that show yeah. Yeah. and host that show that's my goal that's my dream wow game show host <laughs> that's the next big thing for me yeah i can feel it <laughs> or my own Either one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, how has it how has it felt? Uh, I, I do remember that actually you did come through Austin after you left because there was a tour with with you, Maggie May, Daniel Webb, and Kelsey Kane. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember which year that was. And I, I can't know. remember. If it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I, I really can't yeah. remember. So you did come back but here you're you're uh you're you're here for a few more days how does it feel being in austin in your origin city for for starting out comedy it's surreal it's fun i like what they've done with the place (laughs) 
um, <laughs> just the, the, the new the are... new laws and the new uh, those are cool. Uh, the you new like them. the new uh, club that opened up where you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Um, that club does seem to be a hit. It's refreshing. That's what I'm hearing. Have you been? I have not. No? No. Would you go? If I could go for free. How much are tickets? Um, have you looked them up? They, I, I think they're they're 50 at the least, is my guess. I think we're, we're getting some live fact-checking happening. Uh, they have clamped down pretty aggressively. <laughs> on resale like they will not honor any resale tickets because when they first opened people were buying and then trying to resell for thousands of dollars whoa because it was such a you know a yeah deal. is it is it a secret lineup or is it posted it's are there secret, headliners I think it's a secret, secret lineup. okay yeah and I, I do follow their Instagram feed and uh, they post pictures of, of the nightly shows after, and I am impressed at how few women uh, they managed to book on their show. <laughs> Damn, that is, is cool. Quite a streak that they have going. What women have they booked? Uh, I think in the first week they did have Roseanne Barr, you know, another <laughs> another uncontroversial public figure of comedy. Um, I mean, honestly, the most controversial thing at this point is how bad she was. <laughs> doing her new special <laughs> yeah. i posted so there was that, that clip that went viral on twitter of her from her special that was just like my pronouns are kiss my ass yeah. uh, which which I, I was like this is bad and then somebody was like this is ted cruz made that joke at like a political rally like a year before <laughs> so it's so like bad. not only is it so bad it's like not only is it hacky on its surface level it's, it's a, so a, a, a the worst politician least funny person of all time said it a year before at a fucking political rally um but anyway so i i quote tweeted that and i was like uh thrilled to announce that i uh, wrote some jokes for the legendary roseanne bars comedy special <laughs> hey you know classic good old-fashioned fun yeah, um yeah. but people like some the comments are and i you know explore a little bit in this on, on my show um my on my new hour but like the people being like oh why would uh, somebody commented like hello lmao why would anybody ever be proud of like saying that they wrote for this garbage you know like angry at me <laughs> but i'm like yes that's the joke you know like why would anybody be proud of like this like to share this yeah. clip and be like i'm so happy to announce i wrote these jokes and it's the worst jokes of all time you know so I just liked it, and I didn't, and that's, and I moved on. Okay, we're getting a live fact check here. Live so fact check. The, I think the soonest tickets that were available are for next Tuesday. Oh we shit! See you next Tuesday, um, everyone. General admission thirty. Oh. Oh, not bad. VIP booth seating forty-five. Okay. Wow. But that is a Tuesday. Um, and is that okay. the little man or the big man? Because you know, you may not know this, what? but yes, there's there are two rooms. They are named after the. The bombs from uh, I forgot which nuclear bombs. Hiroshima and um, Nagasaki. One of those. I'm so bad at history. My I son th- knows more. Oh, yeah. So there's Little Man and Fat Man. Fat Man. Yeah. Oh, so they're named yeah. after these bombs, and I'm like, classy. <laughs> so does that mean everybody's gonna bomb? Or are you gonna mm. kill people? I think I think the idea is. Um, um, that they let some unfunny person name those rooms. They're like, be edgy. Oh, you know that they were. Funny too? No, 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 no. Just edgy. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Put your phone in this pouch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm not a fan of the, the whole pouch thing. I've never been to a show where they've done that. Yeah. Um, but I make it happen every time I do a show. I bring some pouches. <laughs> And do you just hang on to the, the pouches? Yeah, yeah. And it's more like a little magic trick. Yeah, yeah. I, I put them in the pouch and then they disappear. So fun little. <laughs> then I sell them. That's very, very smart. Um, so surreal being back, back here. Yeah, because the last time I was here, it was for literally one night, mm-hmm. and so it's like I, I didn't really like spend any real time yeah. um, looking at the city, walking around. So this has been. This is day three of four, yeah. so it's like, okay, this is like fun to... Oh, 
Oh, Are you I, sick of it? I bombed there. Oh. You know, like, oh, that's not there anymore. <laughs> Bug shots is gone. That, yeah, my, yeah. My one place I would go to ever. Yeah. Kickbutt um, is still going. Kickbutt's still it's going. Like, but it's like, I, I'm, you know, not. I don't have a car and I don't have any yeah. gigs over at the new cap. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like staying central here. And it's like, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has your family come to, to visit you while you've been here, or do they not um, love you anymore? They, they live. They 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 live in Brownsville. Yeah. Wow. Right. Um, but so it's, I'm, the clo- it's closer than. I'm gonna go see New them York. on Sunday. On oh, Sunday, nice. instead of flying back before I go back to New York, I'm gonna go uh, nice. down to Brownsville yeah. for a few days. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about Rogan's Club. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else could we possibly talk about to bring this conversation up? <laughs> You tell me. <laughs> I'm talking about the Austin serial killer. No. Oh yeah, what's happening well, yeah, with that? I'm kind of hearing about that. Yeah, tell because now that I'm bringing the, the mood up. Yeah, my boyfriend's like, be careful. There's a serial killer loose. But and isn't I'm he? Like, he's killing he's men only. First. We know these things. The serial killer's killing men only, right? Is that a part I of think it? So and, oh. and they're all. Is the this lake. the lake thing? Yeah. Oh, I so don't know. If it's really a serial. Oh. There's I've been hearing Facebook, that. But now there's, there's whole there's sites definitely. devoted to it. Oh my god. Oh, wow. So Murder She Wrote is about But it's not our first serial killer. Sorry to be on your podcast. Um, Don't apologize. This is Laura. She's a longtime collaborator. I, I mean, we had the one in the 1800s. So, I mean, you know, oh, we, that one. we practically, you know, like all Austin hipster things, we were the we first, you know, <laughs> before Jack the Ripper. And then, um, you know, we had. The rock thrower guy, 135. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That was just a kid, though. The bomber. The The bomber wasn't that many years ago. That was during South by Southwest of 20... Something. 16, 17. Oh, wow. I didn't hear about this bomber. Oh, it made national news. It was at least, what, four or five. Is Tony Hinchcliffe? (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't in Austin yet. Sorry. Oh, I guess he could have been, but... You were saying bombing, I just thought. <laughs> Martin, what is it with you and, and the Brogans? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I love them. I respect them. I would never say a bad word about them. You can say anything you, you can say anything you want. Yeah. One of the shows with the hidden lineup. Is that, yeah, probably, right? He, he lives here? I, I guess it's probably not good to just be shouting out names, but, uh, but uh, I don't know. Is it weird to, to be, like practicing comedy where your thing very much is saying things that shouldn't be said mm-hmm. but you do it so coyly and like delivered in a way that's that's innocent if that disarming. makes any disarming yeah versus knowing that there's you know groups of comics that they will say the thing that you're not supposed to say and they're not nearly as disarming uh, I think I think shit's so, like, lame, you know? Like, yeah. I think a lot of what they do is so just, like, boring. Bores me to tears. Yeah. Is really corny and lame and just, yeah. like, the hack. I mean, you know, Roseanne's performing there, and it's like, yeah. if anybody of them actually, like, the idea that they respect her because she's saying those things rather than actually, they're like, all that matters is something's funny. It's like, that's so subjective, and, yeah. and to me, that's not funny. So yeah. I'm now a... PC liberal snowflake cuck just because I don't I think that comedy's bad um, I don't know it, it's so it's so like it's so you know when you're in like elementary school and like the, the kid who's like kind of a bully you know it's like you can't win it's yeah, like yeah. it's like either you think what I'm saying is funny or I don't know I have so many opinions about yeah. it, 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 it it's I'm, I'm funny and if you don't think so you're wrong it's like that's so unfair because yeah. I, I don't think you're funny you know? <laughs> I don't know. Some of some of those people are are good, but yeah. for the most part, I, I just can't stand all of that stuff. Well, we've we've essentially become a New York City, a Los Angeles, where there are so many different types of comedy. Like for un, until they they That's showed what I'm up. That's hearing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we were a, a, a healthy alt scene, close knit. And now we're just like, okay, well, there's something for everyone. If you want to hear the, the super offensive thing and you think, ah, oh, that's hilarious because they're just saying whatever, yeah. you know, we're thinking anyway. Uh, yeah. And then you've got the, still the, the alt scene existing. It's like, okay, well, we're just a more diverse scene. Yeah. And New York is a massive scene. Sure. So they sure. must have, you know, 
that type of, of comic and the alt scene, the super alt scene. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I like to perform everywhere, and I think places that are just so like, I don't know. This club sounds so silly to me. <laughs> this, you know, this like putting phones and like you can say whatever you want here. It's like you can say whatever you want anywhere. Yeah. You know, like nobody's most places aren't actually going to stop you. It feels like a like a marketing thing. You know, it feels like a marketing ploy to be like, you can say anything yeah. here. You can say anything anywhere. It's not illegal. Yeah. You're not going to get arrested for it. Yeah. You're just going to, people will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, people will, people of different opinions will see it. Um, and maybe they're going to be like, what, I thought that was bad. I'm not scared of that. Yeah. Like, I relish in that i'm like let's have let, let, yeah what do you think about my jokes yeah. person who isn't completely on my wavelength and sometimes i'm like i disagree with you i think you're stupid and sometimes i'm like actually that's a really good point and i i think my comedy has only gotten better by listening to people being like actually that triggered me that made me feel bad i'm like okay let me try to rearrange that joke because what is this joke at its core oh actually i don't even think it's that funny it was just like clever word usage whatever yeah. the jokes that i really like work on every level and i know what i'm saying and i know and i'm proud most proud of those jokes i'm not like if i looked at that stuff and was like oh oh you know you're fuck you i'm i'm doing what i'm doubling down like you're a pussy you know it's it's easy to do that it's so much easier to do like you don't like what i'm doing you're wrong that's so easy yeah. i don't, I don't want to do something that's so that then you then at what point does it stop you know, yeah. if I go up and I say, "Not uh, uh, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side?" Oh, you laugh at that? You fucking PC liberal snowflake cucks. It's like, what, what, you know, it's, no, it's yeah. an old joke that people have said a million times, and it doesn't really make sense to yeah. people to like it. It's like, no, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> Can't stand that shit. Anyway, what I, were we saying? Yeah, I have no idea. No, I, I think we're talking about like the Austin scene and how okay, it's, yeah, how it's changed, but. You know, we're still in our growing pains of, you know, those, those the people that, that were here as part of the alt scene before we come back after COVID to a scene that, you know, is invaded by by Rogan and Hinchcliffe and everybody that came to They're Austin cool, though. I want to make it clear. Them. I like them. <laughs> I mean, they are they are probably very wealthy individuals because yeah. of their, their and, platforms. And wealth means good at comedy, specifically. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. All of the richest comedians are the funniest. <laughs> I don't know. It's also like, you know, that that there is something about that to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going off in my own tangents and stuff, <laughs> but like, th- there is something that prevents me from really want saying exactly what I'm. Because I'm like, I don't know. They're more successful. They can sell out these yeah. giant rooms with tons of people who are obsessed with them, and yeah. they're making so much money. It's like, so who am I? To, to critique and I'm like well you know who I am a guy who is just some guy you know just like there's some guy you know it's <laughs> yeah. like and I'm I'm an up and coming guy figuring things out um, and these are my opinions yeah. and I uh, will change them once I get wealth and <laughs> can fit in with that crowd of course I will change instantly please let me in I want money I'll you sell out I'll be a mic. I'll be a, a shill a grifter <laughs> actually you can't say anything anymore you're right Anyway. <laughs> well, I think we're just still going through our growing pains versus a New York or LA that has figured all this out and how to harmoniously exist, you know, and not not cross the rivers. Sure, yeah. I, it does help in New York that the boroughs are pretty like distinct, like yeah. overall like Brooklyn versus Manhattan. Like there are people who will never venture into Brooklyn, there are people who never perform in Manhattan. Yeah. Um so there is that but there is also the that constant you know comedy war or whatever going on there too yeah. but I guess it's like yeah this is more of a burgeoning you know scene yeah. with that kind of stuff but I don't know it seems like the mother, mothership stuff is very separate than Cap or the Velve or I don't yeah, know I guess the creek sure. might be like a mutual stomping grounds for people maybe yeah. and I don't yeah. know and then there's a place called Vulcan which is yeah. kind of the pre-mothership. Um, what do you miss about Austin? Anything? Mm, I don't know. I like it here. Yeah. It's nice. 
But you I, really I have, fond, I have fond memories, but I really love New York. Yeah. yeah. And my family's not, doesn't live here, you know? So it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't have, I don't come back here super often. And, and I love New York. What I've loved, what I loved about Austin when I moved here is what I love even more about New York, which yeah. is just stage time, you know, more people that, you know, the just number of comedians are more over there. You, you don't book your own show. You don't have a show that you, you book. Like all of the shows that you've put together have been like the game show or the the comedy training uh, special that you series that you did. You don't ever book a show in a traditional sense. What do you mean, like a showcase? Yeah. Or do you? Am I? Am I? No, no I, have, I, I haven't done that in forever. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I don't. You know, the reason I don't is I don't like telling people no. Huh. And I hate being inundated with people reaching out, being like, hey, can I do your show? Uh, um, and then having to tell them no. So yeah. I'm like, I'd rather just not do a showcase show. Yeah. 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 And, and also, I don't, you know, I don't like to host if I can help it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your, so style doesn't, your style of comedy doesn't work super well as... as it, it would, I would get something different out of it or whatever. Yeah. Like, And it's like, I don't have... I don't have interest and the, the cons prevent me. I've thought about it and been like, oh, maybe I should... You know, maybe I could be the guy to like do like the cool midnight show that everyone goes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you could have been the work. next Chris Gethard show. Sure. Well, I mean, and that wasn't even like a showcase show. You know, like right. that was like his own. You know, so I have more interest in something like that. Yeah, like the yeah. game show, or or just if I'm gonna do, uh, if I'm gonna put together a show, it's just gonna be my hour, and then I have somebody open for me, and I'm like, that's great. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. So if you if you have an hour. <laughs> And you have somebody open for you. What kind of opener do you choose? Somebody who's also a little bit weird and, and off kilter, or do you pick somebody that is like a total contrast from your style? For this hour especially, I like to have a contrast. I learned mm. from like Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. He will always have like female openers yeah. Yeah. who have a very different style of comedy to him. Yeah. And I really understand that now, especially working on this type of material. I'm like, I don't want it to be like. Even recently, like I had like a a, a guy who's very similar in you know I didn't book him, but somebody booked him for for the show, and um, he, he had a very similar style to me. And I think you know it is tough to like play with that. But I think for the audience, they're just like, oh, I've kind of already seen this like already for like you know 20 minutes, so it's a little bit less effective it kind of helps I think just any show in general you want as much different you know yeah. a bunch of diversity or whatever yeah. like as far as um, Are you stylistic saying, you mean like having men and women and, and <laughs> yeah LGBTQ friendly and well, well, yeah, like but a diverse I, lineup I mean I think I think even just stylistically yeah. like yeah. but and it ends up being you know like that the different styles yeah. can, can you know start veering into so, so I've for this show, when I'm booking openers, I only book women as of now um, because I'm like, I, you don't want to see like. A, a, I have plenty of dude friends who I like. I like their comedy, of course, and stuff. But yeah. it's like I, I'm like before me, and then you see me, and then it's like this like people still even now don't fully get that I'm what I'm doing. Uh-huh. So it's like if I have like a a bro open for me and then it's me it's like it could you could yeah. leave the, the wrong message so yeah. uh, I just had my friend Sarah Hennessy open when I just did it in New York uh, last week or two weeks ago or something yeah. um, and she was great she was she was actually like a really perfect opener I've had a lot of huh. good friends very funny friends open for me yeah. but Sarah Sarah's really good she's oh, that's cool. if you, you know Sarah Hennessy I don't I don't look her up she's really funny okay. I will yeah, it's it's cool when I see somebody being picked as as an opener because they work well. And and from Austin comedy graduates, you know, you've got Vanessa who's paired paired up with Chelsea Handler yeah, and Daniel yeah. Webb and Margaret Cho. Sure, it's like, oh, that's really cool that they kind of found yeah, yeah. You know, the complementary piece to their and they do well for yeah. them and stuff. And um, I've I've opened up for Melissa Villasenor oh. and Chris Gethard. Who it's like they like to have me because we're friends and like it's fun to hang out yeah. and we have a good time and we have similar sensibilities. Yeah. But their audiences hate me. 
They hate me so much. I could see uh, Melissa's, but I wouldn't. I'm surprised at Chris. Chris, uh, uh, you saw the uh, bit, the women's march bit that I did. I don't. Uh, last night yeah, I was sitting yeah. on the stool. Yeah. On Wednesday yeah. I was sitting on the stool. And that whole chunk, I like tried to work on when it was in its very, very early stages. Uh-huh. I was opening it up for Chris. Those were some of my first shows back uh, post post pandemic, um, and the silence that those bits would get <laughs> discouraged me from even. I was like, should I just like drop these jokes completely? But I saw, I was like, okay, I gotta like drip the irony a little bit more, yeah. get a little sillier with it, get a little whinier with it. Yeah. Um, and then so it's now those bits are very strong, but I definitely remember just like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, crowds, You know, it's more of a mixed bag. Yeah. Like sometimes they'll like me, and sometimes they'll be like, "Who is this? What's going on?" <laughs> um, and yeah, and then Melissa's crowds <laughs> hate me so much. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, um, we're gonna start wrapping up. Is there anything yeah. we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Anybody else you want to trash? Ooh, who do you want to trash? Oh, I think we've. Ar- I've already done it. So. Who who do you uh, who do you not like in the scene? There's there's a there's a handful of people. Give me a hint. Anybody I would know? Yes, one is yes, you would know. Who? I'm not gonna say it. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Uh. <laughs> Think tree house. Oh. <laughs> Did something come out about him or something or just? Uh, well, there there have been things that did, but then there was a personal uh, incident that happened what? as well. If if you're comfortable talking um, about it, did, did he say something to you? Did he do no, something? No, we we were booking a show together. Oh. And then uh, at a venue out where I live, and I I have a full time job. Uh-huh. I have meetings throughout the day, and uh-huh. he had sent me messages. I wasn't responding because I was working my job and then by the afternoon it was like well you clearly don't want to work on the show anymore and this was a year into working together oh wow and then it you know that would have been the end of it except that he decided to publicly flame me really what did he say oh terrible things on like facebook or something oh yeah like what like well i mean i'll give him this point that i wasn't funny but also that uh, I wasn't the only one doing the work of the show, and I have the receipts, and no, I was the only, the only one doing the work of the show. He got to show up. Wow. And then there were some uh, differences of opinion about how to pay people that I wasn't on board with. Like what? Uh, like not paying somebody that didn't come to the show. Like he wanted to pay somebody that didn't perform why and I'm like what kind of weird model is that yeah yeah so, it's not like they're salaried employee yeah so yeah that's wild yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> so anywho there we go but what about you who do you not like in the scene uh, <laughs> Barbara Walters in interview actually pulling yeah. <laughs> it out well I, I like asking it's fun people uh, you know and it's interesting to see who answers okay your turn what answer. Yeah, uh, no I like everybody liar I no. think everybody's I think everybody's really funny really nice <laughs> everybody in the comedy community is cool <laughs> and if you disagree with that you're a bad person <laughs> You're a traitor. It's a brotherhood. <laughs> but that's interesting, yeah. yeah. But did did stuff come out about him too? Um, yeah, there were some some things. Some things he talked about publicly. Like he got busted for having drugs. He made okay. jokes about it on stage. Sure. And like, okay. Well, that. I mean, welcome to comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not. Yeah. yeah. That's whatever. So, I meant more yeah. like. You know, oh, other stuff. Other stuff, yeah. but no, nothing on that front. Mm. Well, okay, well, that's yeah. that's positive, but definitely yeah. sounds like an unhinged yeah. uh, thing to do to yeah. trash people online in that in that capacity. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. Thank you. I'm sure that felt really bad. Oh, it sucked. Yeah. 
but I, yeah. I, I hope people reached out to you and were, were cool, were nice. They were, yeah. Good. Yeah. Surprising people coming out of the woodwork saying... Like who? Well, that I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Because... Huh. <laughs> That they I'm said something really, nice to you? Okay, I well, don't know. no, that they, I mean, yes, that they were nice because that, because then that implies that they too do not like this person. Mm. I don't want to throw them under the bus. Gotcha, so. okay. Okay, yeah. All right, now back to me <laughs> in charge. All right, Valerie, one word to describe your past. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I think that's it, right? Okay. Anything else you? <laughs> All right. Are you ready to revisit what you said about your one word? Oh, really? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He All right. To know how he's this is actually. Gotcha. Gotcha. This would actually be a good game show question. Yeah, that is right. fun. Yeah. One word to describe your future. Future. Ooh, what's like a synonym for uncertain? Like, uh, um, um, like, but like hopeful, uncertain, but hopeful. What's like, what's like a good word? Um, um, unwritten. Unwritten. Ooh. The rest is still unwritten. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 into the journey. <laughs> like, what, what, how, how do you, how do you, what, what's a word to for that. I can't think of one. Uncertain but good, you know? Yeah. There's no rule book. I just say one word. I feel like I'm about to I'm about to enter a new chapter or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know what and it is unwritten. Yeah. So Do you want to hear what you chose the first time and then in 18? So, in 2016, you couldn't choose one word. That's a, that's a running theme here. Okay. Death, life. <laughs> Ew, look at me. Ew. And then in 2018, it was fame, death. <laughs> what the what is wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know. It's really more optimistic. Yeah, a yeah, more, uh, I think so. Yeah. I'll probably get, you know, there will be some bad times, but... I think there would be a lot of good times. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's normal. Yeah, this is an exciting year for you. Yeah, it will see. I, I think after the fringe, uh, it'll, you know, things will be a little bit more clear. Hopefully, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Martin Urbano Volume Two, Three. Three. Volume three. Volume Goodness. Three. Tell us where we can find you if you want to be found on social media. I've been using Instagram a lot. Yeah. That's like my new one. I don't like Twitter. Twitter bumps yeah. me out. I don't use it at all. Yeah. Um, TikTok, I kind of stalled out on, but mm-hmm. Instagram. At yeah. Martin Urbano Jr. Jr. Very important. Is there a Martin Urbano that you get confused there, for? There must There must be yeah. out there. <laughs> Somebody took that handle. I'm not pissed about it. But I think it's kind of fun to have like a little like, oh my... Like I'm Robert Downey Jr. You know, it's like it's like no, this is like the character. You know, oh yeah, that's the character's true. Martin Urbano, but I'm Martin Urbano Jr. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Martin got to be the comedic genius that you heard today, just as much as I have. This has been Comedy Wham presents Martin Urbano. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Martin. We did it. Thank you. We did.